Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Marenzi. It's level two. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. It's all about the countdowns. Today sucked. I don't know what the date is today. I got to know, actually. What was the date? December the 15th? December the 15th, 2020 sucked. It is what it is. We move forward. 16th, well, 16th sucked, too. 15th, 16th, whatever. They all suck. But now there's 25 straight days of football coming up. We're also just six days away uh, from the start of the National Basketball Association. I guess you could argue five, depending on where you're listening to us uh, right now. Although I'm not too excited about the start of the NBA regular season after we got screwed over tonight. The Joan Collins special uh, as the Phoenix Suns plus four somehow blow a double-digit lead. And of all teams, the Lakers have to job us like this. Come on, aren't you guys sick of winning? It's, isn't enough enough? You can't even let Phoenix win a preseason game? And Phoenix, why are you guys so useless all the time? Ooh, we were 8-0 in the bubble. Uh, we're going to break down the NFL football games. We're getting into the Thursday nighter. Should be a prop of Palooza. Um, we'll tell you why our guest Ian Cameron Babano was wrong in saying the Raiders are the side <laughs> in this game. Uh, but it is a Thursday night train wreck. But we're going to get into all these uh, college games, really cool college games uh, that we have this weekend. Uh, of course, uh, the championship implications abound. Clemson and Notre Dame is a massive uh, game, obviously. And is it, though? Because uh, the college football playoffs are a screw job. It's a rigged. It's a rigged system. And think about it. If you're if you're polling for Notre Dame to beat Clemson just to sort of cause chaos and knock Clemson out of the way, all that's going to do is open the door up for Texas A&M to roll in. They're just going to put a second SEC team in. So it's amazing. Like, even if there's, like, more upsets, Cincinnati's still going to get screwed. But we'll break down the Cincinnati and uh, Tulsa uh, game as uh, well. And, of course, we're going to take a look uh, at all... National Football League got numbers here this evening. We got Cam for a couple of more minutes, and then we'll let him uh, let him go crush some beers and bet some ponies, and then we'll let Ian Cameron put yeah. his capping hat on, and we'll run the gauntlet. See if Cam uh, can come up with a couple of winners on the way out for us here, Cam. I'll take a look at the tracks here that's coming up. All right. Late yeah, night, there's a horse called horse racing. Ma microwave Jenny. Microwave Jenny. Not a typo. Watch out, the six horse at Ipswich. Hit switch. No, we're reaching. Hello. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class. I'm Marenzi. We're throwing it down to Reggie Reddit at Cam Stewart. We're looking for some late-night action uh, right now. And you know you're in a desperate uh, state of affairs when the only action that's going on is e-soccer. E-soccer. <laughs> Although Mick Aussie's been all over this cricket. Australia's taking on India right now. Um, Babano, of course, has got uh, his cricket pick. So, Babano, your take? 
Australia yep. and India. Um, right now, Australia is minus 138. India is plus 200. Australia is up 41 over two, um, which whatever the hell that means. And all kidding aside. 41 to two? Yeah, it's 41. Yeah, don't be fooled, Babano. You can be fooled. In <laughs> no, cricket, it can be like 211 <laughs> I know, totally to nothing. Different. Yeah, it's 211 yeah. to nothing. Imagine, Babano, cricket is like baseball. Except imagine they let the team bat nine times in a row. They don't go back and forth. So imagine it's like uh, you bat nine times, 27 outs, and then we'll go for 27 straight outs. So it takes forever. Um, you know, I don't know, dude. I bet I've told the story before. It's the famous cricket story. Uh, me and uh, legendary caller in the old days, the dog. Um, we bet like way too much money on a cricket uh, game, Cam. It was like we literally, it was like 2,400 bucks, all right? I bet 2,400 bucks on a cricket match. And I don't really know anything about it. And it was like Pakistan and India, one of these type of deals, big, big rivalry. And I went to bed because this thing lasted like 16 hours. And I went to bed, and like, we were up like 238 to 12 or something like that. I was like, oh, this is looking good. And I wake up, and the money's not in the account. It was graded as a loss. And so I look, I investigate, and I see the game was um, canceled due to rain. So the game got shut down due to rain. But imagine, guys, imagine betting on a baseball game, and instead of the score being what it is, they calculate what would have happened for the rest of the innings, Cam. Exactly. And Babano. Yeah. They call it a tablet. And yeah. so they basically say, well, this guy averages this many, you know, wickets, and this guy averages this many runs. And so they would have scored this if they would have played. And they call it the tablet. And the tablet stands Babano. That's like the win. That's like that. They grade that. Like that counts. And I got so mad about this tablet thing, I was outraged. I actually talked them into giving me the money back. They gave me the 2400 bucks back, and they said, like, uh, you're banned for betting on cricket. Never bet on cricket again if you don't know the rules. And um, remember, we got, we got the guy that invented the stupid tablet on. From, uh, he's an Oxford uh, professor in, in England. And I told the guy the story. I said, you know, you screwed me pretty good with your tablet there, Professor. And um, <laughs> and no, he said, you know, that's the fair way to go. Cam, what do you think? So you talk about pass interference. Should baseball do that? You would you would you would you rather have baseball have a game decided with the score after five innings, or would you rather them calculate the averages and come up with the score? After nine. Five innings. Five innings. It's a no-brainer. First of all, you don't know what's going to happen in the game. I don't care about this guy's formula. It's ridiculous. You can't just say, oh, that's going to happen. Say a guy got wasted the night before. You don't know exactly what's going to happen with the human element. Sure, he's crunching numbers. I think it sucks. You should have had a void bet. By the way, when I'm watching horse racing, we would have nailed this thing, too. The favorite came in, and the two bombs, the horse was called Landmine. Tonight has been a landmine. It's been a train wreck, and she won't leave. That's another. That was another one I'm like, yeah, she won't leave. I kind of like that one too these horses were two huge pooches and they came out yeah yeah landmine and she won't leave yeah they come second and third they're like I 40 to 1 and 21 Un we have a song called landmine i would have bet it we have a song called landmine 
Yeah, he came second. At, yeah. He came second at like 24 to 1, too. Unbelievable. Should have bet it. I, I've got my live betting screen open right now for this Australia-India cricket match. And I'm seeing we've got a break in the action for lunch. Apparently, it says on the screen, lunch, approximate resumption, 140. That must be nice. This ma- these cricket matches take so long, you can go to Wendy's and have to get a Baconator and come back and play again. That's nice. Settle down, Babano. It's, they call it halftime. It's like the same thing. Like, it's like halftime. It's lunch on the screen, like they're eating. Yeah, yeah. Lunch means it's break time, yeah. <laughs> they actually, you know what it is? I'm surprised it says lunch because I actually li- literally believe it's called a tea break. I think it's a tea break. Yes, that's what they, correct. I think they that's what they call tea. it. Or a lunch break, so they're called a lunch. You, what, you like that, mm. Babano? Lunch in the middle of the game, lunch break. Yeah, I love it. Lunch break. <laughs> Break for lunch, lunch, ring the bell. That's right, Cam, it should be your favorite league, the cricket, your favorite sport. They take lunch breaks. <laughs> yeah, these guys got it right, Marenzi. They get it, right? You got to have food, take a break, have a cup of tea, a scone, and get back out there. I love the lunch break. I think it's fantastic. But they're not like sitting down and eating lunch and eating pasta. No, no, no. I know I, I get it. It's a quick bite, and they're, they're right back out there. I get it. It's a break. Just it's a break. A lunch, a lunch Coffee break. break. Okay. <laughs> lunch break. All right, uh, Cam. So uh, great, great stuff uh, this evening. I wish, I wish um, the circumstances would have been better uh, today. Tonight really sucked. I can't believe how bad we did tonight. Like I, I'm shocked. It was one of those things have been going well for the last week or so, and a real, real stumble tonight. I got to tell you, bad picks and bad beats. It's a bad combination. It is, but we're going to be back to our NFL tomorrow. We're on the Chargers. I feel strong. Buffalo is going to be a part of this thing. Don't worry. Thursday and Friday, we're going to eat the. Uh, we're going to finish the week strong. This is just a little bump in the road. Positivity. Today did suck, but I see great things on the horizon. And the wonderful thing right. about sports betting: after a bad night, you get to come right back the next day. If you still have any money left, but you're all right. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Cam, on the way out? We'll ask you for the uh, – although now it's not a good time to ask you because, you know, you're not feeling it. You're, you're on tilt. It'd be better to wait. Let you clear your head. Man, drink a couple of more beers. I'm not on – yeah. ULL. Yeah. I'm not on t- – uh, Yeah. Well, tonight I'm on tilt. Uh, ULL, Coastal Carolina. You go with the I underdog? I think I'm going to go with the, the rate. hipster pick. Yeah, well, hipster picks are good. I don't care if they wear tight pants with, uh, you know, elastics around the ankles. They got money in their tight pants. I'm going to go with uh, the Raging Cajuns there. I know Coastal Carolina to come back against uh, Troy, but I'm kind of leaning that way, Gabe. I'm not sure if this perfect season it would be fa- a fairy tale, but if they win, I think it's a real squeaker. I'm probably going to take the Raging Cajuns. I like that team. What do you think, Babano? It's a great game. Uh, I was on Coastal in the first meeting when they won at UL Lafayette. This time's a little bit different, and Jamie Chadwell, the coach, has been complaining that they had to play last week against Troy, and UL Lafayette didn't. So this is a bye week for Lafayette to get prepared. They're much fresher. The left tackle for Coastal is probably not going to play in this game, which is significant. I love Coastal. I'm not betting against Coastal, but I'm very, very leery about laying three and a half here against this Lafayette team. Lafayette has lost in the Sun Belt Championship game the last two years. 
largely the same team in each of those games. Levi Lewis, the same running backs. They're going to be chomping at the bit to finally get over the hump. Now, you could look at it the other way and say, well, they've lost two years in a row in the Sun Belt title game. They can lose three in a row. And certainly to this Coastal team, they can. But they're getting more than a field goal. It's got a field goal type of game written all over it. So I do lean a little to Lafayette. But Coastal's been my team all year, so I have a tough time actually pulling the trigger against them. Yeah, man, this is this is a tough one. It, it, this is this is the classic going to be the classic. I'm not going to say sharp squares, but it's going to be the hipsters uh, hipsters versus um, you know the public, so to speak. Is it, I don't know. It feels like a trap when the book is only putting coastal in three and a half. It lets you know what they think about this football game. A raging redhead Cam Stewart will be ready to go tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, watch out for Microwave Jenny. Microwave Jenny's up to 5-1. to one. The 6 at Ipswich. Let's rock. Later, fellas. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late Night Anger Management Class. I have Renzi. We're throwing it down. Ian Cameron, Sports Pub, in the house uh, with us, uh, talking football. A lot of interesting college games. So let's uh, cut the small talk of a battle. We'll get down to business here. We appreciate your time, and uh, check out Ian Cameron's uh, football frenzy, and uh, follow him hey, on uh, Twitter at uh, Babano, and uh, on YouTube. Hey, and uh, I hear the raging redhead Cam Stewart with us. What's up, Cam? Yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll check out later. Just for all the people who played, Mi- Microwave Jenny just made a great play. Like This horse kicked oh. butt, so everybody, we won, Gabe, hey. we won, Microwave Jenny. But yeah. you know what the problem is? You know what the problem is, Marenzi? Because people listen to us with horses, it went from 5-1 five, five to 5-2, to to so it's pl- only plus 250, but a win is a win. But, man, these guys knock down horse odds, our, our listeners. I got to be hey, honest. One, Microwave Jenny. Put the burrito scared, in. Scared the crap. I mean, the late night. Eight late six night. seven five three zero oh, nine. Eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. Jenny. The late yeah, night correct. microwave winner, Cam. The late night microwave yeah, a, winner. Microwave. Yeah, Jenny. maybe I'll. Ch- yeah, my and girlfriend are, left, so maybe I'll check in a numbers. little bit later on. We'll see how drunk I get, but uh, well, there's on. another what horse I like. Yeah, what are you betting on now? Yeah. Th- yeah I'm looking at Pinjara. Race three. I'm going to take a look at Pinjara. Race three. There's a horse called Float Our Boat. It's the favorite. It's the one. Very good. But I also like another horse called, if you're looking for a little bit of value, um, Classy Stratum. He's the five horse there. But uh, I don't know how long this lasts, Morency. They usually have a couple good ones and then it goes away. But I think Float, float Our Boat, the one and, the, and uh, the five, look very dangerous to me. At uh, what track are we looking at here? Pinjara. That race is in uh, 
14 minutes. 14 minutes. Pinjara racetrack, huh? I like yeah, the cam. Float our boat. I, I like that you're moving. Um, you're moving race. You're you're moving international horse numbers in the middle of the night. Very impressive. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it was a good win. Won like $120 there. That would have been a lot more if that horse would have uh, actually like stayed at five to one. I would have made a killing. But uh, congratulations, Gabe. We'll talk more about the football and uh, have a good one, Babano. We'll talk soon, buddy. See you, Cam. Have a good night. Yep. Have a good night. Take care, friends. Benjara's in uh, Australia. Some Australian uh, late night uh, racing uh, here. Some great names uh, here too. Float, float, uh, float our boats. The one horse. Uh, Vandalel Star, Vandalay Industries. <laughs> Vandalel Star is number two. The three horse, nat <laughs> Natural Moss. The four horse, Snow, Snow Bamboo. The five horse, Classy Stratum. The six is uh, Chriselle. Seven is Trissium. Eight is Decoy Bell. Nine, Perfect Jim. Ten, Big Break. All right, the favorite. So the favorite is uh, the favorite. It actually is the one horse float float our boat, and the second choice is Classy Stratum. So one five, all right, pretty pretty wide open horse. Oh no, there's Perfect Gem is actually now uh, now the favorite. People are betting on Perfect Gem, the nine horse. And I swear, Babano, it's the most confusing thing ever watching a horse race in Australia. All the colors are all the same all the time. Very very confusing. But Cam is saying uh, uh, float our boat. Float our boat. Uh, microwave Jenny uh, gets it done for the Raging Redhead. Damn, Stuart. All right. So, Babano kicking it with us. All right, Babano. So, we talked about, uh, I don't know if you have an opinion on UAB and Marshall, um, but we got Ball State at Buffalo. We talked about that game, 67 and a half at Ford Field. So, weather won't be a factor indoors, Babano. Should be points in that game. I'm gonna, I like the over of Buffalo and Ball State. Yep. The number of the, the number of the Pac 12 title games bouncing around a lot. Of course, USC, we're going to play Washington, and it was six and a half, and Washington are out due to coronavirus, uh, so the Ducks step up and in, and it was three and a half, and then it was two and a half, and now it's back up to three and a half right now, Babano. What's your opinion on the Pac-12 title game? Well, the UAB Marshall, I like Marshall there. Uh, getting, uh, I think they're only laying four and a half, five in that game against UAB. This is another case where right, uh, UAB played last week against Rice, and Marshall's had a bye week. So Marshall's got extra time. They're going to be fresher, and they lost that 20 to nothing game. They're only lost to Rice uh, of the season to Rice. Five interceptions from the quarterback, Grant Wells of Marshall, in that game. You've got to believe he's not going to be that poor again. It was really the only bad game he's played all season, and they outgained Rice despite being shut out. So it was a misleading final score. I think uh, Doc Holliday's uh, team, you know, they still got a really good defense. So does UAB, but UAB is limited offensively, and UAB's had some COVID 19 issues within their team going into this week, and there's still some questions about who exactly is going to be available. Good news is Spencer Brown, who was such an important player for them, the running back, who's excellent for the Blazers. He's going to be good to go. But there's concerns about who exactly else has been affected from a starter standpoint. So I think Marshall is laying less than a touchdown is the side I'd look at in that game. Uh, for Oregon-USC, USC, it's not always been pretty gay, but they've found ways to win all these games. They, Oregon finds out all of a sudden they're replacing Washington. I don't know if I trust Cristobal to you know get all his ducks in a row. 
and have this team ready to play on a short turnaround like this, I would lean a little bit to USC. And this is another game too, Gabe, where I think there's points. Because I like Tyler Shock, the quarterback for Oregon, and USC's offense was Slovis. We know how good they are, and uh, they shredded UCLA last week. So I think there's points in the Pac-12 title game as well. I like how uh, well done, Babana. Will Crystal Ball get his ducks in a row? I don't even know if you meant to do it. Uh, but, I didn't, uh, but... actually. Thank you. I just <laughs> I just realized that now. I yeah, didn't mean yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I saw it right away. And you know what? There's actually crazy talk about Crystal Ball. Um, uh, man, it's not crazy. I don't know, but there's rumors that they might buy him out. They're they're pissed off. They're unhappy. <laughs> and because I saw that Crystal Ball's name was linked with uh, with Auburn. Thinking, what are you guys nuts? Uh, but uh, nevertheless, so you're you're right though. USC. We had Merrill on last night, and Steve Merrill, big numbers guys. He brought up if you look at USC, they get outgained. They don't run the ball and this and that. And I said, yeah, but they make plays under pressure. And they, you know what I mean? Every game, they played in a, a lot of close games and have also blown a couple of teams out. Um, you know, interesting game. I preferred it three than three and a half right now. What's the money line at right now? 162. That's not bad considering the numbers uh, three and a half. So uh, total 63 and a half. You're looking at the over. I'll blast through all the games, Babano, but you don't have to give me an opinion on everyone. But if you have one, feel free to jump in. So, like, because, and well done. Great breakdown on the UAB uh, Marshall game, man. Great preparation. Great prep work, Babano. Uh, uh, Florida State and Wake Forest. See, like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about this game. Like, I don't know if you have an opinion on it, but, like, I don't know the angle. I don't know. It seems like it's a stupid game to me that I would pass on. Uh, is there a reason I should bet on this game? <laughs> Well, it's it's an interesting one because Florida State, you were worried. What's this team got left to play for? They've had uh, players opting out left and right. There's eight freshmen starting on their defense. They, I mean, the defense, they've lost so many players. You know, what were they going to do last week? They hadn't played in weeks. And they just, you know, play really well, especially on offense against Duke last week. And it shows you that maybe there's still some life on this team. I'd actually maybe consider Florida State, but this is another one. You know, you've got... Sam Hartman on the Wake side, a very good offensive team. Florida State, a defense that's lost so many players that have opted out. And on the flip side, though, Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, uh, Mike Norvell might have his quarterback here because he's starting to play better and better and better each week. And uh, that game could be a shootout. Total's high at 66, but I'm kind of interested in the over there. You know what, though, Babano? When we say, is there a reason? You know, Wake Forest are playing for something. They're 4-4. Four and four. Five and four would mean something to them. Uh, go to a bowl game, five and four, get to six and four. Even though Florida State aren't what they once were, Babano, it's still a feather in your cap for a program. You know what I mean? Florida State kicked the crap out of everybody for so long. You know what I mean? It's nice for teams to get them back, right? Yep. And this, this Wake team, I don't need to tell you, but six and two against the spread this year. Eight games, six covers. Very impressive. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that, to me, the number is it's tough because Florida State showed life last week against Duke. They're getting a good amount of points, but I also should point out that Duke fumbled the football away like a million times in that game last week. So Florida State took advantage of that. Uh, maybe they were a little fortuitous in that regard, but uh, we'll see how this one goes. I, I do lean to the over, though, more than anything. So I skipped over a game in the rotation of Babano uh, due to the fact that uh, I'm on FanDuel, New Jersey. And uh, Rutgers aren't uh, on, they're not allowed in New Jersey. But, of course, FanDuel are in multiple other states. And 
People can bet on Rutgers games uh, everywhere else. What am I missing with the number here, Ravana? What's going on with this? I took Rutgers last week, actually, and cashed a ticket against Maryland. What's going on with the point spread here? Like, does everyone have COVID on Rutgers? And even if they did, seems like every team that has COVID in college covers the point spread. What? The, why is Nebraska six and a half point favorites? Yeah, you bingo, COVID. Uh, Greg Schiano said it, uh, and he actually said it after. The, and now it's a gutsy win. Rutgers had injuries. The starting quarterback Noah Vidral got injured. Satowski had to come in. Uh, rally the troops and pull out that win against Maryland. Now, the, and I think that what they also see too, Marenzi, is Tal- Talia Tagovailoa didn't play last week for Maryland, so it was their backup quarterback in. And I don't think people value the Rutgers win as much uh, without uh, Tagovailoa playing in that game. But Greg Schiano said it after the game: we were a fatigued, tired team, physically, emotionally beaten down. Uh, you know, three of our uh, three players apparently uh, had COVID-19 going into the week starters that, that they didn't play. Uh, they're trying to figure out how, who's going to be exactly in in this game. There's just a lot of question marks going around. And an emotional gutted out win last week against Maryland. Yeah. I think the betting markets gave her just seeing that it might be difficult for Rutgers to muster that up. But the problem is you got to lay six and a half with Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska aren't that good. That's, that's the yeah. bottom line. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Renzi. All right, we got this race coming up right now. Uh, We're going to get in on it, actually. Except I just got a little cute here. <laughs> I got a little cute, and I got into the exotics. All right, let's just take. Uh, uh, we're gonna take float our boat to win the race. Float, float our boat. I like that five horse too. Let's go uh, float our boat though. We're gonna go with the. Uh, now you know what? I'm gonna go with the five to win the race. We're going with the five. Classy stratum. Classy stratum. Sounds like a winner to me. Ten bucks. Let's go. Keep me posted, people. Keep me posted of what happens. It's going off the board in a minute uh, here. Where, where is this? This is an Australia uh, Pinjera. Some late-night gambling of a bano on the Wicked Wednesday. Uh, we're talking college football right now with Ian Cameron. Follow him on Twitter, at Babano. So, uh, Babano, uh, you talked about Rutgers. I'll definitely keep my eye on the, on the COVID uh, stuff. Uh, bigger games, Northwestern, Ohio State. Amazing. This, this it really intrigues me, Babano, in the sense that the number has not moved, bro. 20 and a half uh, all week. It just has not budged at all. No, it stayed put. And I remember we talked about this on Sunday, and I'm still, I haven't changed my mind here. I would, I would look to, I'm actually getting more interested in Northwestern actually getting all the points here in this game. I know Fields and the offense has been exceptional. Uh, they've got two legit NFL wide receivers with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. 
uh, of course, we all know how good both of those guys are. The offensive line's outstanding, but all this Northwestern team is a hard-nosed, tough, physical team that's had a very solid defense that's only allowed 15 points per game this year. In fact, I actually might take Northwestern's defense and trust them a little bit over Ohio State's because I, I don't think this is the best, the most vintage Buckeye defense we've seen uh, compared to previous years. They've been vulnerable at times, and you look at Ohio State, they faced a lot of cupcakes, and the two best teams they played, Indiana and Penn State, well, they won those games by less than two touchdowns. You know, And now you're going to ask them to win this game by three touchdowns or more uh, against a Northwestern team that I think you could put them in that category with an Indiana and a Penn State in this conference. So, And again, Ohio State doesn't need style points. They don't need to just run up the score and get a margin here. They just win the game. They're pretty much good in the playoff situation. So I'm going to lean to Pat Fitzgerald's team. Northwestern, a gritty bunch to hang within a big number. Yeah, Northwestern six and one on the year, five one and one ATS. Uh, Ohio State five and zero, oh, three and two ATS. The Oklahoma Sooners have been playing great football. They've been on quite a run, uh, Babano. Stumbled out of the gate, uh, but they found their pace and they found their stride right now. Another really tough game for me, and an interesting breakdown in that. All you know, like I said, the Sooners are playing great ball right now, and it's a revenge spot. So are they really going to lose to Iowa State two times? in a span of eight weeks, probably or 10, 10 weeks, let's say, 10 weeks, that's a tough task. But on the other side of things, you know, Matt Campbell's such a great coach. They're such a scrappy team. Eight and two football team getting five and a half points here. Tough, uh, tough game to handicap. Well, since Matt Campbell's been with Iowa State, they're 5-0 and ATS head-to-head against Oklahoma. So they've, they've done very, very well against this team. Wow. They've got the Sooners playing their best football uh, right now, no question. Six straight wins, five out of six, they covered the number. You know, beating up teams. Spencer Rattler's playing his best football of the season. He's limited the mistakes as well. Seven interceptions in the last several games for him. 24 touchdowns. So he started to, you know, take care of the football, which he wasn't doing early on. Cyclones, I'm still on Iowa State here. I mean, they're getting points. Campbell's done well head-to-head against Oklahoma. I know it's a revenge spot for Oklahoma, but this Cyclones team, the fact they beat Texas on the road in Sam Ellinger's final home game, and Texas was all pumped up for that game, and all Iowa State did was find a way to pull out a win there, and the fact they had no letdown, none whatsoever, against West Virginia the week after they had already clinched the Big 12 title game, and they smoked West Virginia. And West Virginia is a pretty solid team. They beat them up 42-6. to I think this team means business. I think they come into this Big 12 championship game with another point to prove, and they want to put a ribbon uh, on this season. Uh, I think Iowa State's got a shot. I like the points there with the Cyclones. Ian Cameron kicking it with us on Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gable Morenci. A lot of fun football games uh, this week, guys. A lot of challenging uh, games, fun games to watch, uh, cool games to bet on. Let me ask you, so Texas A&M, and it sucks. This college football playoff is a sham. Because even if Notre Dame wins and knocks Clemson out of the rotation, they're just going to slide another SEC team in. They're not going to put Cincinnati in. They wouldn't put a 6-0, and or uh, they're not going to put a 6-0 and USC Trojan team in. They'll just slide Texas A&M in. Is this, is this a trap for Texas A&M, Babano? I mean, you know, they haven't blown you know, everyone out on the road. And you mentioned it earlier, too, about Ohio State, where they are. They just need to win a damn game. And if you're Texas A&M, you know, same thing. You win your game and something else happens and then you get in. Yep. So Texas A&M aren't looking for style points. The thing is, does Tennessee have it in them, Babano, to hang with in 13 and a half? 
Yeah, I don't know if I trust Tennessee, but I don't know if I'd want to lay all the points here with A&M either. Like, they need a win, obviously. They need an either Northwestern to beat Ohio State, Notre Dame to beat Clemson, because if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time, there's no Clemson in the playoff. They can't get in. As a non-ACC champ and a two-loss team, they can't get into the playoff at that point. And hope, even though it's very unlikely, they'd have to also maybe hope for Florida to do the unthinkable and beat Alabama. That's the path for A&M. Win and get some kind of help in one of those three conference championship games that are taking place. Uh, A&M's playing really good football. Tennessee hasn't rolled over quite a bit at the last couple of weeks. You know, we've seen them play more competitive football uh, the last couple of weeks, the volunteers. It's not been the season they hoped for. So it's a tricky game. I, I just don't trust Tennessee, so I'd lean A&M, but not a game I'm going to lay points with. And, you know, Texas A&M guys kind of flew under the radar for the most of the year. It's funny because they still get criticized often, right? They still get, or Kellamon gets criticized. Oh, he's not that good. But here's a crazy trend, Babano. A crazy number, bro. Going back uh, as far as Texas A&M is concerned. So Texas A&M didn't play last week. The Texas A&M Aggies are 1-16 against the spread off of a bye going back to uh, to 2008. That's whacked. 1-16 against the spread with uh, with rest during the regular season since 2008, courtesy of Mark Lawrence's database. So, you know, it's a solid stat. Uh, that's, that's crazy, Babano. That makes me like Tennessee more, I can't lie, because to me it feels like that sort of – Tennessee's last home game, yeah, they're not great, but they're coming off a win. A&M is good, and A&M is better than they are, but A&M's got things on their mind. They're going to be scoreboard watching. they got a lot of things on their mind. They go in there. They just need to win the football game. 13 and a half points, a lot of points, but man, this might be the icing on a cake, Babano. Texas A&M, 1-16 ATS with rest during the regular season since 2008. Yeah, that, that, that's a great stat. Uh, that, that it is. Um, I, I've bet against Tennessee a lot this year, and that's the one thing yeah, that's going to keep me off that side. But <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. It's been. I mean, it's been a dismal year. I think Jeremy Pruitt's probably done there, uh, and his coaching staff have had disagreements and falling out, and they've had you know conflicts and confrontations behind the scenes as well. It's just been a really bad year. Guarantano sabotaged this team with a hideous quarterback play earlier in the season, so it's just been a bad year. But I can see you liking this many points with Tennessee. Again, A&M is just looking to win and see what happens the rest of the day. I hate Tennessee, dude. Tennessee are like Michigan. They, you know, you get suckered in, and then you wonder like ten minutes into the game, what the hell did I bet on these people for, right? Yep. So let me ask you, Babano. Um, I cashed the ticket with Air Force and Army going under the number last week, um, or I should say with Army Navy, excuse me. And now it's Air Force Army. Uh, so Army, uh, Army and Navy, we hit that under. And I don't know if I, you know, we talked about it, but I brought it up a million times last week about how when the military academies play each other, it always goes under. And it's like 36-9-1, now 37-9-1 on the run. Now we get Air Force and Army uh, going head-to-head. -head, and they post the same number. It was 38-and-a-half. It's come down. And they scared everybody off of it last week, Babano, because of such a low number. But we saw what happened. All right, what was the final? What was it? 15 nothing. Uh, final score. So we saw what happened. The game stayed under. Now, they, these two are a little bit... Uh, these two, you would think, all right, and people are talking about, oh, you know, if you look into history, all right, Babano, they play every year. Last year, Air Force and Army. Final score, 
2018, final score, 17-14. And you know as well as I do, Babano. You know as well as I do. A lot of this crap when we look at scores and stuff in past history in college, it's only relevant with the current coaches or quarterbacks type thing, right? Because it changes. But you know, Babano, with the military teams, it's different. Nothing changes, Babano. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no different system. There's no different player. It's the same thing. Like, nothing ever changes. So last year, Air Force Army, 30 points. Year before, 31 points. Year before, 21 points. Year before that, it was 31-12. Year in 2015, 23 points, 20-3. Year before that, 23-6. I mean, I'm betting the under again, but man, I'm not getting in front of this. I'm not, I'm not getting in front, and it's not just a trend, bro. It's not like I'm just hanging my hat and hoping, well, I saw this crazy trend. Dude, they run the ball all the time up the freaking middle yep. of the field over and over and over and over, Babano. I'm taking the under here. Are you scared? You go of, for it. Uh, it, is it too Is it too low for you? Does it freak you out, 37 for a college game? No, go for it. I, I would bet it under, and I think I will bet it under, because I thought I was worried a little that Army-Navy was too low last week, and it went under for the 15th straight time between Army and Navy head-to-head, <laughs> and now there's been six straight unders with Air Force and Army as well. And this is for the Commander-in-Chief trophy. So whoever wins this game is going to win the Commander-in-Chief trophy this year and be, the, I guess, the Service Academy champion uh, of the season. So it's a big I game. I think Air Force, though, better team and has a huge situational edge because they haven't played for a couple of weeks. All their focus, yep. all their practice and prep has gone into this game against Army, whereas yep. you got Army off the blood, sweat, and tears, grinded-out win against Navy, emotional win. You know how big that rivalry is. It's it's a much better spot for Air Force and laying less than a field goal. That would be the side I'd go with the Falcons and Troy Calhoun. Babano, the term and once again, I'm I'm using all these angles that I usually argue. Ah, that doesn't mean anything I'm saying, but this is, bro. You can't get a bigger letdown game than Army Navy. <laughs> yep. Like you, know what I'm saying. Like honestly. And, and, and now Babano, these kids aren't supposed to let down here. these military kids, but you never after Army Navy. That's maybe yeah, a little I bit know. different. I know, but in real life, they don't. They're tough. They're warriors. But in a football, and a sports context, but how about this? And I didn't think about this, but I'm just coming up with this now. This is, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's the first time ever in the history of this stuff, but, dude, Army-Navy is always the last game of the year, bro. They don't play, like, Air Force the next week. Like, you know what I mean, normally? Yeah, this is a like, once-in-a-lifetime type of yeah. situation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like you said, like, people don't understand, guys. Army-Navy is the Super Bowl, the Daytona 500, and the World Cup rolled into one of these guys. It's so big and so intense. When you think of military rivalries, people don't say, oh, yeah, you mean Air Force-Navy? You mean Air Force-Army? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? About no, they say Army-Navy. Right? They say Army-Navy. And people sort of forget about Air Force, but Air Force are, like, the best ones. <laughs> like, and the only thing is... Air Force can throw the ball a bit, though. You know that, right? Like, they can throw the ball. And, yeah, I like it. Well, more with Ian Cameron on the other side. But Air Force minus 2.5 right now. Total 37.5. Give me the Flyboys and the under. Flyboys and the under. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
What's the dumbest bet I ever heard of? I disagree. I disagree. Late night anger management class. Ian Cameron kicking it with us in the late night hours. We appreciate his time. Time just fly by, Babano. Uh, we, we can't get to every game. We're going to be here till six in the morning. Uh, yep. But, <laughs> uh, but there's a couple of more I want to get to, and I'm 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 fired up now, Babano. I want to tell you, I'm ready to bet on uh, Air Force here. Give me Air Force any under in this game. <laughs> and you know what? If if it goes over, it's because Air Force are the ones that score a bunch of points, too. You know what I mean? It's almost correlated, yep. Babano. Like, I know it'll be tough to sort of, you know, can we hit them both? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Great call, though, but as you stated, you have a rested Air Force team that's been prepping for this, can win the Commander-in-Chief trophy, and against an Army team that's just, what, they've beaten Navy how many times in a row now? It's unheard of that they beat them. I think it was like uh, our Army and Navy. It's been a bunch in a row. I know that. I don't know the exact number, but it's been a bunch. I was going to say six, as crazy as it is, but like it's almost unheard of because... Dude, Navy Navy was a lock in this game for like 22 years in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. And Army, has it been, I don't know, is it three or six? I got it. It's bothering me now. I can't be that vague about it. <laughs> but bother me, but it doesn't matter. Our whole, our whole point was, you know, great call that Air Force has been, you know, ready for this game. They've got this game circled. And you got Army uh, coming off, you know, another, another dramatic uh, win. So here it is. How many times in the winter has it been? Right, uh, all the way to 2020. All right, no, so they've won uh, one, two, three. They've won four to last five at Bano. Our bad, my bad. I thought they won like four or five or six in a row or something like that, or three in a row, whatever. Uh, four to last five, uh, Army. And, you know, listen, before that, guys, Navy... Holy crap. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Navy won 15 years.